It is a Friday, and we are always happy to be out here at the one, the only, the amazing, the awesome Riverwind Casino. And uh, as usual, every holiday season, very festive out here. They give away a bunch of cash and bonus play. People are winning jackpots. People are having a great time out here at Riverwind, as they always do. Nearly 3,000 electronic games now. They have renovated the gaming floor here. It looks unbelievable. We have a Skyloft gaming area upstairs attached to the hotel. You have an Oasis gaming area that's smoke-free now. And uh, the gaming floor just looks incredible. They've also got your favorite table games, off-track betting, poker room, best bars and dining, best promotions. They do it all here at Riverwind Casino. Get out here tonight. Take part in the 100K Frosty Fridays giveaway. And again, get out here and win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play here at Riverwind. Parker Thune, how we doing? Well, Steely, it's a Friday, which means I'm doing great. Get ready to drive down to San Antonio this evening for Christmas with the in-laws and then, of course, coverage of the Alamo Bowl next Thursday. So looking forward to kicking back over the weekend, drinking some eggnog, enjoying the vibes, as it were. You deserve it, man. You, uh, you've you been working like crazy, driving uh, all those different places every weekend. It will be, uh, I know you got to drive to San Antonio, but you got your five-star wife now, and uh, good for you. Sounds like you'll have a heck of a weekend. We are six days out from the Alamo Bowl, by the way. And uh, I want to tell you again, Last year, Home Comfort Systems sponsors our opening hour here on Steel Man and Thune, 405-579-3113. Tim Lasher, that man could come through in the clutch. You think about Stillwater, you think about Lincoln, Nebraska. He was money on those huge field goals, and guess what his company is too. Anything you have a problem with, heating and air-wise, they'll get it taken care of for you at Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405 405- Five seven nine thirty one thirteen. All right. Uh, speaking of the Alamo Bowl, this comes courtesy of Sooner Scoop. Dylan Gabriel talking about uh, the situation. There was some thought that man, DG, could he play? Would he play in the Alamo Bowl? This isn't this the JFA era getting underway? Well, DG said that he and Brent had that conversation. Here's what he said again about. You know, thinking about playing in the Alamo Bowl and the decision that he came to, here's how it went down. Me and Coach BB had that conversation. He did offer up, you know, the ability to play in it. I wanted to, and I I, I believe in, in finishing what you start, um, but I just think it didn't make sense in what, you know, the situation was of, man, this is kind of the, the I guess, the beginning of the new era, right, and letting, you know, Jackson go play. You know, he did burn his red shirt and, I think it's only fair for him to be able to go do what he does um, because of that situation. But also, you know, like when I played in the Florida State game, you know, we had younger guys get their reps because the NFL guys, you know, opted out. So to me, I think that's where the bowl game's kind of going as well with the portal lining up with that. So I just believe it didn't, you know, truly make the best sense. And it would have been uh, selfish of me to to play in it. Your road to Oklahoma. Oh, I left uh, Eddie jumped in there at the last second. I, I thought I cut Eddie out. Not that I'd want to cut Eddie out, but bad editing on my part. Uh, what do you think of the answer right there, Parker, from Dylan Gabriel? I, I thought, you know, uh, sounds like a mature kid who kind of thought, you know what, I'd love to play. 
you, you heard him say finish, you know, what, what you start. That's part of the way he looks at things. But he also realized, eh, probably not the best time to be thinking that way because yeah. Oklahoma's going to Jackson Arnold's direction. Well, look, it lines up perfectly with Dylan Gabriel's character. I am quite frankly glad that Caden Green ended up committing to Missouri because it thoroughly puts to rest any notion that Dylan Gabriel was tampering with Caden Green on behalf of the University of Oregon. The fact that 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 was ever out there in the first place is ridiculous. But Dylan Gabriel is a consummate pro, has always handled his business like a professional, has always handled himself with class, has taken the criticism in stride, and has always thought and operated as if he were part of something bigger than himself, which is the exact mentality that you have to have if you're going to play quarterback, at least for very long, at a place like the University of Oklahoma. So not a surprising answer by any means, one that perfectly tracks with the person that Dylan Gabriel is, and to have the team's best interest at mind in mind rather uh, as opposed to his own I think just speaks to the type of leader that he is and he is someone that although he will not finish his collegiate career at Oklahoma will always be remembered as one of the classiest characters to do it in the crimson and cream in the 21st century I agree I thought the uh, I thought the answer was great and uh, I, I'm glad you know we got through this stuff because there were some Oklahoma fans beating him up and I, I know the information that was out there and don't really want to get into that personally but I I'm glad that I think we've smoothed this thing over and that Dylan Gabriel will not be attacked and be on the uh, the you know what list with Oklahoma football fans because I think, again, he's a classy kid. And, uh, you know, he had a really good year for the Sooners. I hope he plays well at Oregon. And uh, it's just, you know, it, but we always thought, right, two years of Dylan, and then it's on to Jackson Arnold. So, And that's the way it's going to be. And we'll see how uh, JFA plays in six days when the Alamo Bowls around, uh, rolls around uh, next Thursday. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And how about... I, I just think it's it's interesting that, you know, we've, we've got the early enrollees and you think about spring practice with those guys and how many are coming in, and a bunch of them are, like Taylor Tatum's not, but uh, a vast majority of those guys will be here for spring. But we've got a group again, Parker, that are going to be practicing, that are practicing with the Sooners now uh, with this Alamo Bowl prep. Guys like Michael Hawkins Jr., Xavier, Xavier Robinson and others, uh, Jaden Jackson, you know, um, that are going through workouts right now, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, you got seven total early enrollees that are going through bowl practices with the team. You mentioned Michael Hawkins, Xavier Robinson, and Jaden Jackson. You also have Eli Bowen, Jaden Hardy, Nigel Smith, and Wyatt Gilmore. So none of those guys are eligible to play in the game next week, but they can go through practices start getting up to speed, start learning the playbook. It gives them even more of a jump start than they already have getting to campus in January. So, uh, yeah, excited to see those guys in action this, in the spring, especially with uh, the jump start that they're getting here in the month of December, being able to spend some time around the team, spend time in the weight room, uh, you know, just get accustomed with everything that comes attached to playing football at the University of Oklahoma. And if you listen to the OU Insider Signing Day special on Wednesday night, you know 
A, all those guys that were able to join us, several of them were, uh, they're just class acts. Uh, and that should come as no surprise when you think about the type of player, the type of person that Venables and his staff have tried to recruit uh, in their two years here at the University of Oklahoma. But they're all about the right things. And you don't set aside your Christmas plans with family. You don't, as a high school senior, don't throw all of your holiday plans out the window and move everything around in order to jump on board with Oklahoma and have a hand in bull practices unless you are truly 100% bought in with everything that comes attached to the experience of playing football at the University of Oklahoma. So love what those seven guys are getting to experience this week and love what this 2024 class brings to the table as a whole. All right, we are here at Riverwind Casino. Remember, all of our transfer portal updates are brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. You can call them up at 405-831-8222 or visit swiftcogroup.com for Brent Swift. And that team, they've got a great reputation, 25 years roofing, remodeling, and construction experience. Brent will personally come out, take a look at your roof and your home. Again, Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222. You know, when I left the station, there hadn't been anything in the portal yet today. I guess people are still waiting on the two linemen, right? Yeah, Fabetsi Nawawu and Gino Vandemark still haven't made their announcements. I'm just hoping they're not waiting till Christmas. Uh, If they announce on Christmas, I'm going to be like, seriously? Had to do it on this day? I'm trying to take Christmas off completely, but... No, I still expect both of those guys to end up in an Oklahoma uniform. What the timeline on that is, I I don't know at this point. I am I am surprised that Friday has arrived and we still haven't gotten a public commitment from either of them. All right, we are here at the one and only Riverwind Casino, the 100K Frosty Fridays drawing happening tonight. Get out here. If somebody's going to win, right, why not you? Get on out here and win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. We have the Midnight Magic Madness uh, New Year's Eve drawing coming up. If you play this Sunday with your wild card, I know it's Christmas Day, but if you can break away for a while, come out and play, uh, you can earn 17 times the entries for that drawing on New Year's Eve, and that would be awesome. Uh, they are giving away 100k in cash and bonus play. Grand prize winner is going to win a bunch of money. I mean, a bunch of money. Twenty thousand two hundred forty dollars in cash, and that is the uh, that is the minimum amount. Because if there are leftover prizes that are unclaimed, the grand prize winner gets that as well. All happening right here at the Metro Area's best casino experience, the one and only Riverwind Casino. We are uh, doubling up on Brandon's today. All right. We're doubling up on Brandon's. It's a double Brandon Friday. Brandon Rabar is going to join us at 120. First time he's come on with us this year to talk about the Thunder. Perfect timing. Oklahoma City looked great last night. Chet, the uh, lob off the backboard to himself. Russell Westbrook in attendance, getting a rousing ovation from the fans. The Thunder got challenged there in the third quarter uh, when the Clippers got the lead. And I know they didn't have Kawhi, but they still had James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Norman Powell, Paul George, still a pretty good basketball team. They had won nine straight. And when the Clippers got the lead in the third quarter, it was almost like the Thunder said, eh, no, not going to happen. Not, this ain't happening. Not going to happen. The Thunder dominated the rest of that game. 
And uh, they've got the Lakers coming up tomorrow night, so perfect time to bring on Brandon Rabar for the first time this season. And then, of course, we have the one and only Brandon Drum, uh, Parker's buddy, OU Insider, uh, coming on at 135. So it's going to be a busy Friday here at Riverwind. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405-651-3439. We'll head there as well. Uh, we got to get a lot of our uh, sound clips out of the way today. So I'm going to do the, uh, the dumbass clip of the week coming up. And we also have an awesome clip of the week that we're going to work in as well. Stay with us right here on the home of Sooner fans. It is a Friday, and we're fired up, as always, to be here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. There's always something happening here at Riverwind Casino, cash bonus play, that uh, they are giving away a bunch of it all the time, and they're giving away nearly $315,000 in December, in addition to all the jackpots they give away as well. So always a great time, great experience out here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. We have shows coming up at the Showplace Theater. Been so great to have the Showplace Theater back. Think of all the great shows we've had. Chicago, Foreigner, Earth, Wind, and Fire, REO Speedwagon, Dwight Yoakam, Counting Crows, Collective Soul. We've got more on the way. Uh, Ron White, uh, the comedy of Ron White coming up a week from tonight on Saturday, December 30th. Midland will have a New Year's Eve show uh, here on uh, December 31st on a Sunday night. And uh, then in January, Boys to Men, Clay Walker, the comedy of Joe Coy. In February, Air Supply, Scotty McCreary. And then in March, two great comedians on the docket already, Jay Leno, March 15th, and Jim Gaffigan on Saturday, March 23rd. Tickets available, as always, at the Showplace Theater box office or online at riverwind.com. All right, we have, ladies and gentlemen, the dumbass clip of the week ready to roll for you. This week, the audacity of Eli Drinkwitz. What did he say? Let's hear it in the dumbass clip of the week. You're a stupid dumbass. <laughs> I think something that I encountered in the last 48 hours, which was completely new to me, was a lot of schools are now just calling within the last 48 hours of a kid signing and throwing out crazy numbers to try to get them just to sign with them uh, on signing day. And they're using, utilizing, uh, you know, NIL packages as the main motivation, which is exactly what we decide we did not want to happen. Whoa! <laughs> Shut up, dumbass. <clears throat> what a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> there you go, Eli Drinkwitz. Uh, Missouri's throwing some money around. Now, I know what he's talking about, this last-minute stuff, you know, somebody's committed, but still... Uh, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, Parker Thune, that Missouri is throwing some money around. That's how Missouri got out of the uh, locker stuffing that they've been in for years and years and years. I mean, it's highly obvious that that's what's going on. And the thing is, they're not, they're not shy about it. They're pretty brazen about it, right? It's not as if Missouri is trying to hide their M.O. And so for Drink to come out and make those comments, it just reeks of blatant hypocrisy, right? You don't even have to follow Missouri football that closely to understand how Missouri has pieced together a respectable recruiting class and a pretty impressive transfer portal haul 
it hasn't been all money. They haven't just outright bought everybody. But there's been a lot of money invested into ensuring that kids that otherwise would not go to the University of Missouri would come to the University of Missouri. Yeah, no doubt. And look, like you said, it's not uh, it's not 100% money, but clearly, and Mizzou has done a nice job of the NIL. They had some money flowing in from somewhere, whether it's Walmart, Anheuser-Busch, wherever. I don't know, but uh, they've done a nice job with that, uh, no doubt about it. But it's, uh, it's very annoying, uh, very, very annoying, because it's created a fan base, again, that is basically Pee Wee Herman, the 98-pound weakling, walking around like, you know, vintage Mike Tyson now on social media, and that's very annoying. All right, uh, we are going to try and do this every week. Hopefully we can get one every week, but the awesome clip of the week in uh, total contrast, obviously, to the dumbass clip of the week, and this is one that we break out, you know, once a year, basically, this time of the year around National Signing Day. So the awesome clip of the week features, again, the great story, the boss talking about being recruited by the King Barry Switzer. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. And Coach Switzer, I guess, found out the very next day that uh, I uh, committed to Texas A&M, and I'm sitting in my high school cafeteria, and there's 3,000 kids in my school, so there's a thousand of us, and you know, in the cafeteria, and I'm looking across, and I see this 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 cat walk in in a full-length mink coat. <laughs> <laughs> and I take a, and I go, it, it can't be, it can't be, because all the other coaches would come and they'd pull me out of class and take me in. Here he comes and he, he calls me out. Hey, where's Boss? Where's Boss? And I go, oh no, no, no. And he's got the rings on. I know you want one of these. I know you want one of these. You don't get it today, man. There you go. That's the best I could find on uh, awesome music at the uh, last minute. But that is always going to be a classic. Classic Barry Switzer. And uh, that was before the Boz became the Boz because early Boz was crew cut, kind of serious. You could tell in the early scrimmages that Boz was an animal already. And then the Boz showed up after that. And like uh, we talked about, Boz was really kind of the first guy that I can think of, at least in, in college football, who is really out there marketing himself. Now, you know, there have been other uh, sports figures who've done that. Mainly they were pro sports figures. and But Boz created an image, and uh, maybe the image got the most of him uh, towards the end of his stay at Oklahoma. But he was, like I said, you know, who was, uh, who was one of the characters in pro football at that time? Jim McMahon, right? The Shades. Pluto headband and the Super Bowl, all of that stuff. Who is on the cover of the SI College and Pro Football preview the next season? Brian Bosworth, Jim McMahon. So, anyway, and uh, Boz obviously still around Sooner Games. Uh, he's big-time buddies with Wallace Marsh, obviously, and you see him a lot, and uh, still a huge part of the Sooner family. Hey, uh, Parker, we're messing around a little bit here during the segment because we've got back-to-back Brandon's next hour. Brandon Rabar on the Thunder. Could, could the Thunder be the best team in the Western Conference? They're number two in the conference. They've got a game with the Lakers coming up Saturday nights, and then they have 
the current number one team in the Western Conference, the Timberwolves, coming to OKC next Tuesday. And then they have the Knicks next Wednesday. They have three more games in this five-game homestand. So we'll talk to Brandon Rabar at 120, our man Brandon Drum coming up at 135. Now, if you will pull this up, I, I know you probably don't want to talk about it, Parker, but the OU Insider Christmas Party side dish fights. Uh, I was sent exclusive audio. Parker and Brandon are usually really good buddies, but I guess they've got an OU Insider uh, Christmas party that's coming up, and they were drafting dishes. There were only so many dishes that were going to go around, and they were down to the last draft pick. Uh, I believe Parker had the pick, but Brandon was trying to talk him out of stuff. It got really ugly. This is from the OU Insider Christmas party, the fight over the final side dish. Mashed potatoes and gravy. It's my turn. It's my turn. Mac and cheese. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mac and cheese. Mashed potatoes and gravy. What are you doing? What are you doing? Mac and cheese. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mac and cheese. Say mashed potatoes. Never. Well, who ended up winning, Parker? Was it mashed potatoes and gravy or mac and cheese? First off, where did you find that clip? What is that from? That uh, secret source sent that to me. Just said there was a fight at the OU Insider uh, Christmas Dish uh, draft, and that Parker wanted mac and cheese, Brandon wanted mashed potatoes. That's all it said. Yeah, well, first off, that ain't true. And the editor who put it out there is garbage. Cause I actually, I, I'm, not, I'm not a mac and cheese guy. Uh, I will have it in some cases. I th- for me, when mac and cheese hits, really the only time it hits for me is if it's like at a barbecue place with some bri- brisket mixed in. I'll have brisket mac and cheese, but just standard mac and cheese, I'm not really down for, man. Like I, I don't love it. It's a hot take, I know, unpopular opinion, but that's just me. I don't like mac and cheese. There's nothing personal against any of you that do. I just don't happen to be a mac and cheese person. The Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line is going to roast Parker Thune now for the next segment because that's where we're headed. And there are mac and cheese people out there. Uh, It's a mac and cheese nation. Uh, You know, there are many mac and cheese lovers out there. So get ready to fight with the people on the text line in the next segment. All right, 405-651-651. 3430. Was that a takedown I heard? Did Brandon take you down there? I don't know. Man, Brandon sounded old, though. Brandon did. sounded well, grizzled. Yeah. <laughs> he, did. he did sound grizzled, no doubt. All right, let's break right here. Riverwind Casino on a Friday, 405-651-3439. We're headed to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we get back. It is a Friday edition of Steel Man and Thune here at Riverwind Casino. Always something happening out here. Love being out here at Riverwind. Uh, Great people, great promotions, great bars and dining, and they've just got everything out here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Teddy will be out here later today full of rush and uh, just can't thank the uh, people here at Riverwind enough. They are so kind and they do so many things in the community as well. The Chickasaw Nation does. Uh, they do a lot of things to preserve their heritage with the museums and everything. If you haven't been there, really nice. But they give back and they sponsor everything in the community. Just good people here at Riverwind Casino. Justin came by last week and uh, dropped off a, uh, a Christmas gift. 
And I took it home. Shay got very excited. Riverwind got us something, you know. And opened it up, and Shay goes, it's a Pendleton blanket. She was very happy. I have no idea what a Pendleton blanket is, but they're apparently very, very nice winter blankets. And so now Shay has a Pendleton blanket, and she's very, very happy. But great people out here at Riverwind. They are, they're just awesome. Okay, 405 651 3439, Ken Chevrolet text line. And uh, Parker, let's hit it up. Let's do it. Wasn't there a Pendleton at OU? I'm thinking early 2000s. Carl Pendleton, is that right? Carl Pendleton, there you go. What did he play? Defensive tackle? That sounds right. That sounds right to me. I'm sure the text line will let us know they're going to Google it up right now, but that sounds right. I think that's correct. A listener in the 580 says, Parker just dropped several notches on my respect level. I'll try mac and cheese at just about any restaurant if, it, if it's available just to see if it's good. The macaroni uh, lobby is very strong, Parker. Very strong. Yes, I understand that. I understand that I uh, – somebody said, Parker, you're a jerk. Parker, Parker is a devil worshiper. Uh, Ronnie Crimson says, Parker hates Sonic, Taras, and mac and cheese. Yikes! I do. I what makes me feel better is that our composite number one texter Cherokee Sooner did say I'm with Parker on this one. Mac and cheese is just like Texas, overrated. There you go. Cherokee brings it every time, doesn't he? He really does. Every yeah. single text is a banger. E-freaky. I'm not saying I agree with that one, but it's well put. E Freaky from Illinois says Hawaiian macaroni salad. I do like me some Hawaiian macaroni salad. It's kind of a case by case deal, but in general, I would say I like it. Sometimes if I'm eating Hawaiian food, like if I'm at Mobetta's or something like that, I'll get some extra teriyaki sauce and drizzle it into the macaroni salad. That's what really brings it home. Jesse G says, checks out. I had Peg uh, I had Parker pegged as more of a hummus and pita type dude. I <laughs> I actually don't love hummus either. Not big on hummus. Hummus, I feel like, is a very hit or miss thing. Like either, yeah, I'm not a big hummus guy yeah, myself. No one is indifferent about hummus. Either you like it or you don't. Or I should say, either you love it or you don't. Uh, S. Rob Boomin says Pendleton blankets are super high quality, unique designs, and have been around a long time. A listener in yeah, the 405. I just didn't know, but I know Shay was very excited about it. So, uh, as usual, Justin and the people here at Riverwind hit it out of the park like they always do. Uh, we have news. Gino, OU Gino? Not OU Gino. Fabeki Nawawu is committed to the University of Oklahoma. There you go. Fabeki Nawawu from North Texas, offensive lineman. Coming to the University of Oklahoma. Now the wait is on for the arrival of OU Gino. What it is, stale man, is what he's going to say when the announcement is made. I Maybe. So uh, what can you tell us about this kid, Parker? Yo, uh, so what we have here in Fabeki Nawawu is a guy that started his career at North Texas as a walk-on. Seth Luttrell and his staff at UNT, they saw him playing just down the road at Coppell High School didn't have any offers. They decided, you know what? We like the upside here. He came out of high school listed about six foot three, three hundred and ten pounds. And they said, you know what? We're gonna take a chance. Nawawu redshirted his first year and his second year in twenty twenty two, Steely, his redshirt freshman year at North Texas, he was a freshman All American. So 
Uh, a guy that comes in with two years of starting experience, familiarity with Latrell, and someone that no doubt will contend for playing time, ideally at one of those guard spots. Now, he can offer some versatility, but I think ideally what you project him to is one of those guard spots. If you have one of them locked down by OU Gino eventually, or even a guy like Troy Everett or Jake Taylor, then Nwawu will contend for snaps at the other guard spot and help solidify the offensive line room heading into the SEC. There you go. So the news, the Sooners get their sixth through the portal. Coming in for Becky uh, Nwawu. Did I say it right again? I Until I know better, that's what we're going with. That's the way it has, it has been pronounced to me by folks that know him a lot better than I do. So we're rolling with Nawawu until we are proven incorrect. You know what we need to do? We need to pull out the uh, the Taylor Wine, uh, you know, method again and just start calling these people. But I don't know who you called. Do you call North Texas? Uh, that's how we got Taylor Wine. And uh, we went from Eddie Pierre-Louis to Eddie Pierre-Louis, and now we're back to Eddie Pierre-Louis again. So we can play Louis-Louis by the Kingsman. A listener. That's what a listener yeah. in Tennessee says Parker pressured Nwawu to commit today rather than wait till Christmas. LOL. Yeah, it, it's like his ears were burning <laughs> based on our conversation in the first segment. That same listener like in the it. 580 that said I dropped several notches on the respect level because of my hatred for mac and cheese did come around and say I jumped back up a few notches with the hummus comment. So Dallas Bill says, I have your back, Parker. If there is brisket or little Smokies in it, I'll eat it. But plain? Eh, I'll pass. You never made uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese in the uh, Thune household back in the day? I can't stand that stuff. It got made at our household. I did not partake. My siblings all loved it. Yeah, miss me with that, though. Parker, you know what? I told you once Thune started using big words that he wouldn't like macaroni either because he probably is eating caviar reading his thesaurus every day. A listener in the 405 says, does the North Texas ad eliminate the Michigan State Guard? No, not by a long shot. I still think OU Geno ends up at Oklahoma. Geno Vandemark, formerly of Michigan State. OU Geno has to happen. I mean, OU Geno showed up here two weeks ago, the real OU Geno. He said he's still alive and kicking, baby. Now we need to pass... To another generation of another OU Gino. So we'll have uh, OU Gino, the original, around hopefully for a long time. And we'll have a new OU Gino. And uh, what do you think by uh, by the by, by a week, you, would you expect that's going to happen? All signs were looking good for OU, right? So within a week, will OU Gino be with the Sooners? What do you think? Hey, maybe we'll get a two-for-one today. Maybe OU Gino will announce Could while be. we're on the air as well. Maybe it's a coordinated effort. Maybe they're like, Nawawu, you can have your 15 minutes, and then OU Gino, give him 15, then go ahead and commit. And then we'll get the other, the original OU Gino out here again to give it up to him. That would be awesome. All right, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439 on the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. The uh, Our Ortho Central Cup of the Day was the OU Insider uh, Christmas Party Side Dish Rumble. 
that uh, we, we didn't know what the decision was. Apparently, uh, Brandon and Parker are all good, but that was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central Clinics in Norman, Midwest City, now in the Tri-City area as well. Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. Their full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Let's take a T.O. right here. Come back. More of your texts on the way. All right. And we've got two times the Brandons today. Brandon Urbar, 120. Brandon Drum, 135. And keep those texts rolling in right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we are back with you here at Riverwind on a Friday. We have the 100K uh, Frosty Fridays drawings happening tonight. Get on out of here. Win your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. Riverwind is giving away nearly $315,000 in cash and bonus play during this uh, festive month of December, and that's in addition to all the jackpots that people are going to win out of here. And if you haven't seen the newly renovated Riverwind Casino, you need to get on out of here. Uh, the best got even better, and they've got the best promotions, the best bars and dining. They've got an incredible gift shop as well that's really underrated if you haven't been in there. A great hotel attached to the casino. Always something to do. Always can see a great show here as well. Concert, comedy shows. we got Ron White coming up. We've got Midland coming up on New Year's Eve. Showplace Theaters rocking again. Always a great time here at Riverwind Casino. Okay, you tell you what else is always rocking, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Let's do it. A listener in the 580 says, Parker is as soft as mashed potatoes for not liking mac and cheese. And by the way, on the, uh, on the Carl Pendleton conversation that we briefly had, a listener in the 405 reminds us, Pendleton was a D-lineman that left early to take care of a nephew that he had to take care of. There you go. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the time frame. Old man memory is just uh, ineffective at times, particularly, you know, ask me things uh, from 74, 75 through like uh, 85. It's money. But old man memory of anything within the last 10 years is very, very unpredictable, like me hitting a, a golf ball. It could go anyway. A listener down in the 580 says, I think Pendleton played on the O-line. He worked at Norman PD as of eight years ago when I went through the academy. So there you go. Carl Pendleton is now in law enforcement. Uh, Joe in Tulsa wants to know, do you see Taylor Wine or Taylor Heim in the rotation this year? I I think when you say this year, you're referring to next year, the 2024 season. Uh, I, I can see them both being in the rotation. I don't imagine that either of them will have significant roles just because of who else is ahead of them on the depth chart. Wine, obviously, a defensive end. Heim at linebacker. Uh, is Jaden Rowe practicing again? No, he had a season-ending injury. Does he stay at corner or move to safety? I don't really know, man. That'll be something that the staff has to figure out this spring on into next fall is what do you do positionally with a guy like Jaden Rowe? And then Joe also wants to know, is J.J. Hester healthy? And do you see him in the rotation this year? Yeah, he's healthy. I, I, I don't. I'll be honest with you. I just I don't see him making much noise in the rotation. The Sooners are so, so deep at wide out. S. Rob Booman says, Steely, what are the names of some of the OU super fans, especially in the 70s and 80s? 
the OU super fans in the 70s and 80s. Well, I, I mean, I guess you throw Cecil Samara in there. He'd be number one if you're going back to the 70s. In the 80s, I, man, I, I don't know. Cecil would still be there, right, in terms of another super fan from the 80s? I don't know. I mean, I probably owe you Gino and uh, Killer B and all those, uh, you know, folks that were in the swarm back in the day. Uh, maybe that stretches back to the 80s. By the way, I'm surprised nobody has asked about it yet, but I will add this. It would not shock me if Casey Thompson is a Sooner by this time next month. Ah, I think really? That is, yes. I had that on my uh, sheet, and I hadn't got to it yet. So, Casey Thompson, this would be his seventh year. He officially got in the portal yesterday. He was playing at FAU for Tom Herman, right? That is correct. He was there for a year, was at Nebraska for a year, spent the previous four seasons at Texas. And in so many ways, Casey Thompson is the Sooner that never was, right? Almost committed to Oklahoma out of high school. Almost transferred to Oklahoma after his freshman year. Almost transferred to Oklahoma right before Dylan Gabriel. Well, it was either going to be if Dylan Gabriel hadn't committed to Oklahoma, their quarterback last year would probably have been Casey Thompson. And then he almost transferred to Oklahoma this past year, but instead went to Florida Atlantic. So on four occasions, Casey Thompson has been that close to being an Oklahoma Sooner. And it's something that he and his family are pretty open about. And so I wonder if with a seventh year, if it finally all comes full circle for him, I think there's a decent chance. Um, elsewhere on the text line, Steelman, uh, Steel whatever happened to James DeMarvel? I'm not sure. I haven't heard from the Marvel in a while. Long uh, James was uh, a very interesting caller. He, uh, he once called in and uh, said, I've landed on the moon. And then describe the moon surface to us. Wow. I'm not sure if the Marvel is still out there with us. If he's not, may rest in peace. But he was uh, he was a very interesting caller, that's for sure. Pastor Andy from BA says, little known fact, Judas left the Last Supper because there was no mac and cheese. You're in good company, <laughs> Parker, with the rest of the disciples. Great to know, Pastor Andy. Thank you for that affirmation. So that's what started it all. No mac and cheese. Was it depicted in the uh, Da Vinci painting or not? I guess not if it wasn't there, I'll have to go take another look. I'll have to go take another look. Um, Johnny from UConn says, why would he come to OU? He wouldn't play. No, he really wouldn't. But look, at this point, when you are in your seventh year of college football and you've done what Casey Thompson has done, it's going to kind of be a take-it-or-leave-it deal with regard to any professional team that would have interest in bringing you in. And Casey Thompson would like to coach in the long run. So uh, being able to come back to Oklahoma, be a be an insurance policy in many ways for Jackson Arnold, and then eventually being able to parlay that opportunity into a coaching role, I think it all suits Casey Thompson quite well. Um, I think it would be awesome, Parker. And uh, you think about guys, uh, is there anybody who's ever played for Texas, Oklahoma, and Nebraska? Uh, No, no. I can say with a a relative authority that that is never Something that has been previously accomplished. That would be uh, 
And as you said, if, if it's coaching he wants to get into, it would be a great opportunity. Uh, you know, and uh, I don't know. It seems like a really good kid, too, and we'll see. So you're thinking that Casey Thompson, uh, Yeah, I think there's a that chance. That is going to happen. Now, a listener in the 918 asked, why would Casey Thompson come be a backup? And I guess my response would be, where is he going to go at this point in his career where he is absolutely without question going to be the starter? Yeah, you think this probably is more a looking towards his future and uh, doing something unique and doing something, I don't know, maybe a tribute to his dad. Who knows? There might be a lot of things at play here if that does happen. So uh, we'll see if that comes to fruition uh, with Casey Thompson to Oklahoma, perhaps. All right, got to get out of here for hour number one. We've got an action-packed, jam-packed second hour, ladies and gentlemen, featuring two times the Brandons. Brandon Rabar talking uh, about the Red Hot Thunder. They are they're good, really good. How about Chet last night? Unbelievable. And Brandon Drum talking Sooner football, of course. All of that coming up next hour. Thanks to Lasher Home Comfort Systems for sponsoring our first hour. Stay with us here on The Ref. Talking to you today from Riverwind Casino. As we do every Friday out here at Riverwind, another big weekend. Like I said, they are giving away nearly $315,000 in cash and bonus play. And they're great holiday promotions out here during December, including a bunch in the 100K Frosty Fridays drawing. And that's happening again tonight. Get on out here. Hear your name called. Collect your share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. If you can get out here Sunday... That would be awesome, too. Christmas Eve, but think about it. They're giving away a bunch of extra entries on Sunday if you're out here and you play with your wild card. 17 times the entries you would normally get by getting some points in your wild card, and you can win a big share of all the cash and bonus play they're giving away in the Midnight Magic Madness on New Year's Eve. But if you play this Sunday... And you get some points on your wild card. Not that difficult to do. You're going to get seven times the 17 times the entry. So uh, we've got the 40K Santa shopping spree underway, the midday runaway, the midnight magic riches happening. Uh, they're giving away just a ton of cash and bonus play and all these great promotions. And we have shows on the way again at the Showplace Theater. Uh, Ron White coming up. Saturday night, December 30th at the Showplace Theater, Midland New Year's Eve show, Sunday, December 31st at 9 p.m. It'll be a festive environment that night out here, of course. Get on out of here. Uh, bringing in 2024 with Boys to Men, Clay Walker, Joe Coy in February, Air Supply, Scotty McCreary, and in March, the comedy of Jay Leno. On Friday night, March 15th, and then the comedy of Jim Gaffigan on Saturday, March 23rd at the Showplace Theater. Uh, Get your tickets for these shows at riverwind.com, or if you're out here, just drop by the uh, casino box office. So always something happening here at Riverwind Casino. Okay, so we have Brandon Rabar talking a little Thunder basketball with us coming up at 120. We have our man Brandon Drum talking uh, Sooner football, and uh, the Sooners got another uh, another offensive lineman through the portal that we'll talk to Brandon about coming up at 135 uh, right here on the program. And 
Hour number two is also presented by Oklahoma Generator. 405-321-6631, online at okgen.com. Family-owned and operated. They've got great customer service reviews. They're currently offering new customer discounts and a free 10-year warranty with new installs. And they're Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-operating Generac dealer at Oklahoma Generator. All right, uh, Parker, tell everybody, if they're just joining us again, about the Sooners' new portal arrivee today. That's right, Fabechi Nawawu, former freshman All-American at the University of North Texas, so played for two years under Seth Luttrell. Now he is committed to Oklahoma to come shore up the offensive line for the Sooners as they head into the SEC Good get. He's a guy who carries an athletic weight of more than 320 pounds, so a big boy down in the trenches for the Sooners and somebody that they will be able to rely on. Now, you have some exciting young talents at the guard position, some guys that were blue chippers as recruits, and if they make a huge jump this year to next year, then great. If Heath Ozida is ready to play, awesome. If Jake Taylor is ready to play, great. But you know that in Fabeshi Nawawu, you have a guy uh, that you can throw into the fire, and he's not going to be overwhelmed by it. Uh, on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, uh, as to the possibility of Casey Thompson becoming a Sooner, Josh in the 405 says, yes, sir, we need a break glass for Casey Thompson option in case JFA gets injured. Another listener from the 405 said, what happens if JFA gets hurt? Do we rely on true freshman Michael Hawkins? And I think you could. I I don't think Michael Hawkins or Brendan Zerbrug would be overmatched if they were thrust into duty next year. But I also have no way of knowing that, right? We can tout their merits all we want. They have both been really impressive at the high school level. But if it comes down to it and Jackson Arnold gets hurt and you need somebody to run the offense and keep you afloat during SEC play for however long Arnold is sidelined, yeah, you can throw Hawkins into the fire or you can throw Zerbrug into the fire and you can have all the belief you want that things are going to pan out, and they might. But again, we have no way of knowing that. So especially if it wouldn't cost you a scholarship to bring in a guy like Casey Thompson and have him there as an option in case you need him, somebody that can jump in with short notice or no notice and run the offense and keep things humming, then you'd rather, I think you'd rather bank on a guy who's played six years of college football being the one that you throw into the mix like that over a true freshman. And again, maybe that's something that, get works, that gets worked out in fall camp and Hawkins or Zerbrug proves, okay, they're, they're ready. There is no reason to doubt that they can run the offense. But Hawkins just had his first practice with Oklahoma yesterday. Zerbrug's not going to get here till January. You don't know. You don't have a crystal ball. You can't gaze into the future and figure out how soon each of those two are going to be ready to play quarterback for an SEC program. So I don't think there's any downside in bringing in a guy like Casey Thompson. All right. I just got a DM on Twitter. And a friend asking, Steely, ask Parker how he's feeling about the 2025 class. Uh, who stands out and uh, where does where does that class rank right now? So he's already on to 2025. What do you think, Parker? Well, look, you're already feeling pretty dang great 
about this 2025 class, if you're being honest with yourself, because this time last year, Oklahoma didn't have a single 2024 commit. Their first commit in the 2024 class came courtesy of Jeremiah Newcomb, and that didn't happen until March 25th, 26th, end of the month of March. That was the first commit of the 2024 cycle for Oklahoma. And now here we stand, Steely, and it is three days before Christmas, and looking ahead to the 2025 recruiting cycle, the Sooners already have nine commits. And mind you, at least one commit at every single position group across the board. You have a quarterback. You have, well, I guess I take that back. You don't have a running back yet. But you have a quarterback, you have three wideouts, an offensive lineman, a tight end, a defensive end, a defensive tackle, a linebacker, and okay, I, well, you don't have a defensive back either. But all you have nine pledges as things stand right now. Four of them are blue chip guys. Several others are going to rise into blue chip territory. And as of this moment, your class rank in the 2025 cycle is number three in the nation. So a lot to feel good about if you're an Oklahoma football fan looking ahead to what the Sooners have the opportunity to land on the recruiting trail in the class of 2025. There you go. All right, uh, a couple sports notes for you. Uh, we will be talking to Brandon Rabar, Thunder uh, reporter, joining us. Uh, the Thunder took down the L.A. Clippers, who had won nine in a row last night, 134-115. to 115. They've got the Lakers coming to town uh, tomorrow night for a 7 o'clock tip. The Lakers have dropped four games in a row, and Anthony Davis said this Oklahoma City game tomorrow night really is kind of a must-win for us. So uh, you are going to see – a Lakers team pretty charged up for this matchup. So you got the Lakers again coming up tomorrow night at Paycom at 7 o'clock. Then you have the number one seed right now in the Western Conference, Minnesota, coming to Oklahoma City on Tuesday. Uh, Sooner hoops for the men off this weekend. Central Arkansas is next up uh, next Thursday at 5 o'clock at the LNC. The OU women are off as well this weekend. Uh, we do have a bowl game today. Georgia Tech against UCF in the Union Home Mortgage Gaspar, Gaspar whatever bowl. Gasparilla. Gasparilla. See, I can't even read my own writing. I'm like Gaspar in Tampa in the Gaspar whatever bowl. I still like the Gaspar whatever bowl better. Sounds more entertaining. Uh, both teams are 6-6. Six and six. Hey, last night, Thursday night football, the Rams beat New Orleans uh, 30-22. That helps Baker and the Bucks. Because New Orleans is now seven and eight. Now Tampa Bay already had the uh, NFC South division lead because of their record within the division, and they won at New Orleans. But that's that's good for Baker and the Bucks. Uh, Tampa Bay hosts Jacksonville this Sunday, three o'clock on CBS. Trevor Lawrence unlikely to play, still in concussion protocol. So it it very well could be Baker Mayfield against C.J. Beathard in that matchup. And we have two. We have two Saturday NFL games tomorrow. The Bengals at the Steelers, uh, 3.30 on NBC, and then the Bills at the L.A. Chargers, Lincoln Riley's future team, uh, coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock on the Peacock Network. Somebody was asked, slip me a note. What is the, what is the Thunders ranking in the whole NBA? 
Uh, well, if you're talking about record-wise, OKC would be fifth overall. Celtics are uh, have the best record in the league. Then it's the Timberwolves. Then it's um, then it's Milwaukee. The Sixers are fourth, and Oklahoma City is fifth. So second, in the West right now, and the uh, fifth rest back, fifth best record in the NBA. So, and I said forty-five and thirty-seven for Oklahoma City. Might maybe they can get to fifty. Maybe they're, they're they're good, man. They're really good. They're versatile. They play both ends. We'll talk to Brandon or Bar about it coming up here in a little bit. All right, uh, Parker, why don't we take an early timeout? You want to do that? Sure. Let's take, a, let's no take an early timeout. Parker uh, and the uh, white. Bu- are you taking the white buffalo to San Antonio? We are not. We're taking my wife's car. So your wife has the good vehicle, or is the buffalo just worn out? Uh, it's the vehicle that she always insists we take when we go back to San Antonio. So there you go. You you've got it down. Whatever the wife says is always go along with that choice. Ninety nine percent of the time. And uh, that's a great long-term plan right there. All right, break time here at Riverwind Casino. It's a great Friday out here, and we're coming back. And for the first time this season, we bring in our man Brandon Rabar to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll do it next here on The Ref. We are back here at Riverwind. It is a Friday, big weekend out here, Frosty Fridays, promotional drawing tonight. Somebody's got to get out here and win a share of $100,000 in cash and bonus play. Why not you? Why not you? Get on out here, and if you haven't seen the newly renovated Riverwind, you're missing out. It is, it's really nice, very nice. I mean, it was already nice, but like I said, the best now is even better here at Riverwind Casino. Our friend Brandon Rabar joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon, we appreciate your time, and uh, I think we all were excited for this Oklahoma City Thunder season, and you and I kind of traded texts this morning, and I said, you know, I know the playoffs are a different animal, and teams are going to get healthy, but is, is there any chance that maybe this Thunder team is the best team in the Western Conference? What do you think? I mean, there is a chance, Mike. It's It's been really impressive how good they've been on both sides of the ball. We kind of talked about that a little bit, too. They're top five in both offensive rating and defensive rating. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander obviously taking another leap, looking like an MVP candidate. And Chet Holmgren, an absolute game changer on both sides of the ball. They They are one of the best teams in the West. Like you said, we'll see what happens in the playoffs but they've proven it on the court so far in the regular season against some of the top teams in the NBA. Now, Brandon, I'm not necessarily looking for an Achilles heel here necessarily, but as somebody who is as locked into all things Thunder as you are, I am curious, as you see it, what is maybe the biggest question you have as to the sustainability of the excellence that the Thunder have displayed thus far? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say probably rebounding has been the one issue that they've come across, and they've addressed it. They've talked about it. Uh, Chet Holmgren, obviously, 7-1 down low. They don't really have another big, uh, and that's the one thing. We've seen them play with Jalen Williams, Jay will him and Chet together against Jokic. That seemed to kind of help things a little bit. But they're, they're playing so well. Um, as far as defense goes, but they're giving us some second-chance points. So I'd say that's the one thing to look out for. 
Brandon Rabar joining us, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball. Great victory again last night. The Clippers, yeah, Kawhi didn't play. Paul George did play, though. They'd won nine games in a row. The Thunder wins at 134-115. to 115. Brandon, what I love about last night's game, Oklahoma City controls the first half. Clippers come out, make a strong run, get the lead in the third quarter, and it's like Oklahoma City flipped a switch and said, no, we're not going to let you win this. I mean, because they dominated the rest of the way. Yeah. The way that they play, they're the second youngest team in the NBA still, but it just doesn't look like they stay so composed, resilient. You see this vet team like the Clippers. It did kind of feel like, okay, Paul George, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, they took that lead in the third quarter. Josh Giddy got hurt and went out, and it looked like maybe the tide had turned. But Chet Holmgren did that self-slam off the backboard, and then the Thunder go on 13-0 run and then just roll for the rest of the game. It was it was really impressive how they just took the game from that point on. Now, Brandon, looking ahead, let's say the Thunder keep this thing going. Let's see. Let's say they're in position to be one of the top seeds in the Western Conference as playoff time draws near. You see any potential, any spot on this roster where it might be useful to add a veteran presence somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, Kenrich Williams is the oldest player on the team and he's only 29 years old um he's the oldest regular rotation player meets which is a little bit a few months older than him but again if we're going to look at a position possibly a need maybe a power forward a four that can play next to chad or come off the bench another big size physical body vet presence i think would be the one thing i would look to maybe add to this team if we're looking at the trade deadline Brandon Rabar with us here on uh, the Homeless Sooner fans. We're at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Uh, the Josh Giddy situation, we know the league's investigating. We also know that Sam Presti is about as meticulous of general managers you're going to find. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they've, they've vetted everything, and obviously they feel good with putting Josh Giddy out there right now. My question's not so much about that, but it looked for a while like, man, Josh Giddy may be the guy that – just doesn't quite fit, you know, with this group. Uh, but he's played much better of late. He shot the ball much better of late. We know he can uh, dish the basketball. What do you think about Josh Giddy and his future with OKC? Yeah, I think it's the big question mark. I think it's pretty clear that a big three is emerging. Obviously, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Chet Holmgren, and Jalen Williams, J-Dub, um, but I do think that the organization is still very high on Josh Giddy. Um, still really talented, like you said, struggled early on. But we saw this last year, too. He struggled in the first 10 or 15 games and then really turned it on and had a really good season last year. He's 6'8". He's a great playmaker and passer. Is he eventually maybe the sixth man off the bench and runs the bench unit? Possibly. Um, but, but I do think, though, that in the starting unit, you would like as much shooting as possible around Shea and J-Dub and Chet, uh, maybe a defender, a big rebounder. I don't know ultimately what his role is in Oklahoma City, whether it's off the bench, whether it remains with the starters, maybe a trade piece. But I do think the organization still very much values the skill set that Josh Giddy has. and He's still incredibly young. Brandon Rabar talking to Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, Thunder in the L.A. Lakers. Uh, more on that matchup here in a little bit. But last night, Russell Westbrook got a tremendous ovation, twice actually. 
And I thought Russ, when he was in there, played pretty well. He's coming off the bench, obviously. But he was asked about the ovation he got from the Thunder fans. He said, best fans in the world. It's like home for me, to be honest. James Harden also said about this Thunder team, it reminds me of when I was here, the beginning of the Thunder Up days, and it's beautiful. Let me ask you, everybody thought, you know, kind of that first championship iteration of Thunder basketball, uh, you know, that lost to Miami in the finals, uh, would eventually get one. We know what happened. They didn't. How do you think this group compares to that group in terms of where they are now and how they're different? I do think there's a lot of similarities. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is already an MVP candidate at 25 years old. He finished top five last year. He's going to be top five this year, the way it's the way it's trending. Chet Holmgren uh, is the rookie of the year favorite, looks like a superstar in the making. And then J-Dub looks like a great third star. So you got three young stars on this team, just like you did with the first iteration. Now, is the high-end ceiling, you know, all three of those guys were MVPs. Are all three of these guys going to be MVPs? I mean, that's difficult to ever reach. But here's the, the positive difference, I would say, in this version. The depth is much better this time. When you got guys like Kaysom Wallace, Lou Dort, Isaiah Joe, Kenrich Williams, Josh Giddy, there's a lot of guys on this team that are positive offensively and defensively that can play two ways. There was a lot of one-way players last time. I mean, like defensive specialists like Tabo or offensive specialists that could just shoot. This iteration, I think, has better players and more assets to go get other players around their big three, and I think that's the big difference this time around. I do think last night felt very much like a passing of the torch, though, when you had, like, the the ghost of Thunder past in the building and then the ghost of Thunder future um, beating them by 20 points on the court, and the take-home center was loud last night. It felt like old times. Yeah, I like that. It's a good way to put it, no doubt. All right, so the Lakers have dropped four in a row. Of course, they won the very prestigious – in-season tournament, uh, and everybody's going to be excited. Austin Reeves coming to town as well. But Anthony Davis has already said this is a huge game for the Lakers tomorrow night. So you can expect uh, the Lakers-Thunder game tomorrow night to be a, a high-level energy game. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Anthony Davis says it's a must-win for them. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, old friend Austin Reeves back in town tomorrow. I think uh, – this home crowd is going to be electric. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere, I think, again, just like we saw against the Clippers. It's going to be a great game. Uh, and nobody's taking this Thunder team lightly anymore. Instead of like looking at them and like maybe resting players, teams are not able to do that against the Thunder now. Now the Thunder have a target on their back as well as they've been playing. No doubt. And then you've got uh, the number one seed in the West right now, Minnesota, coming in Tuesday. So the uh, next two games in this five-game homestand, very important for Oklahoma City. Brandon, great talking with you. You're one of the best dudes out there. I hope you have a very, Merry Christmas. Appreciate it, Mike. You guys have a great Christmas, too. Thanks for having me on, guys. There you go. Brandon Rabar, Daily Thunder, and uh, does a great job covering OKC. Yeah, the, uh, the Lakers again. Uh, coming up tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, and uh, the Lakers are going to be fired up. But Oklahoma City, man, <laughs> this team, they're really good. I mean, on both ends of the floor, Holmgren has been a game changer. Sam Presti has utilized uh, all those draft picks, and there are more draft picks, you know, on the way for Oklahoma City. Okay, break time. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. 
Steelman and Thune at noon here at Riverwind Casino. We'll pass the Brandon Torch from Rabar to Drum when we get back and return the conversation to Sooner Football next right here on The Ref. We've got our own drummer boy right here. We have him uh, every Friday at 135. The one, the only, Brandon Drum, OU Insider. Joining us here on the program from Riverwind Casino on a Friday. And Brandon, another addition through the portal for Oklahoma. Uh, with the kid from North Texas, the O-lineman coming in. What's your, uh, what's your take on the uh, Sooners' effort through the portal so far? What they've been able to get? Uh, man, I, I think they've, they've gotten who they needed, filled positions of need. Um, I think now, um, sorry, it was a Steve McGee. He just honked at me at the outlet. So, um, yeah, I think they filled position of needs. Um, I think that. Uh, they've done everything that they've needed to do uh, outside of maybe defensive tackle. I think they need another offensive lineman. And I think that's, you know, coming here pretty soon uh, as far as an announcement there. So, um, you know, I think there there could be some more additions after the bowl and through spring that uh, will solidify the roster uh, as Oklahoma looks to be ready for the 2024 season and their first year in the SEC. There's a new name that intrigues everyone, Brandon, beyond the obvious in DJ obvious. Hicks. Uh, Tackett Curtis, yes, no, maybe, the people are asking. No, I don't think it's going to happen, at least at least not from what I was told uh, by, I would just say, a source that would 100% know. Um, they felt like uh, the addition of him just didn't make sense as far as numbers went. They thought he was a really good player, just not really something they were looking at just yet. Now, obviously, if somebody surprises them in the portal afterwards, um, you know, I I guess they could go that route, but I just haven't seen that just yet or, or heard anything that would make me feel like they're going to attack, attack him in the portal just yet. Brandon Drum joining us, Riverwind Casino Hotline. Uh, what do you think about Casey Thompson coming to Oklahoma? I know the Sooners, they like what they have. Michael Hawkins looks like you know he could develop into a star at a great year at Frisco Emerson. But what do you think about the possibility of uh, Casey Thompson from uh, FAU to OU? I think it's realistic. Um, they, I, I'll say this. I don't think they hopped in the portal – without a plan. They had no reason to. Uh, He was going to be the starter at FAU. He has enough film that he really doesn't need to go out and, you know, be the guy. I think he, in their mind, they they want to get healthy. Uh, They want to go through a pro day that all 31 teams are going to be there, and they want to get into a program where they feel like Casey, if, you know, professional football doesn't work out he has something to lean back on as far as beginning his coaching career so there was uh, multiple reasons uh, a lot of fluidity and why they they moved into the portal um but as far as oklahoma goes i i'll just say this i think that um it would not shock me if he was added to ou's roster i just think there's 
there's got to be some things done before that can take place. Okay, Brandon, we haven't had the opportunity to catch up with you since the Sooners officially inked all of their 27 class of 2024 signees on Wednesday. And so I'm not necessarily looking for the diamonds in the rough here on the lower end of the three-star spectrum. You can pick pretty much anybody from the class, but give us maybe two or three dudes that you think, regardless of what it looks like, they end up outperforming their recruiting ranking once they get on the field with Oklahoma. Okay, this is this is going to sound really weird, okay? Because the guy is a top ten overall player, but I think David Stone does. I think he becomes a certifiable superstar in college football, and I think he does it uh, within the first two years that he's in Norman. Um, another guy would be Jaden Jackson. I like. I've always felt like he should be a, you know, a, a top two fifty guy. You know, maybe top one fifty guy in the country and potentially higher. Uh, he's got really, really powerful hands. He's got his frame is very underrated. He is a good 6'2", 295 pounds, and he, he's strong. Uh, he opens up a lot of things for David Stone, and there's a reason why David Stone wanted him to follow him to Oklahoma, and he recruited uh, Jaden Jackson very hard. Obviously, he was a guy that was there when Jaden Jackson came and took that two- or three-day visit to Norman and showed him around those those two days. So um, I'll say him, and on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I'm, I'm going to say Michael Hawkins. Uh, he's a top 150, 160 player in the country, but he has a chance with his athleticism. If he can continue to hone his accuracy and be – uh, continue to develop the mental game that he has over the last year, which has skyrocketed in that capacity. I think he could be special. And I'll give you one more. Um, I'll go uh, Xavier Robinson. I talked about it on our podcast. The guy, and I've already, I've already coined the nickname X-Factor because I think he is going to be uh, your short yards guy, your powerful guy on the goal line inside the 10-yard line that Oklahoma looks to just kind of punch things in and, and, and be that wildcat back uh, when they need to get two, three yards on a fourth down or a third down, uh, which in turn, why I coined the nickname X-Factor already, because I could already see what he's going to be used as early on in his career. What are the chances right now, Brandon, the Sooners will have double Davids on the interior of the defensive line next fall? There you go. Oh, Mike always bringing it. <laughs> I tried um, to sneak it in there, man. Yeah. I, I Look, again, I've said this uh, probably a hundred times. Um, just be act surprised if it happens. I'm not saying that the rumors aren't still out there and that they're not strong, but it's talking about it and doing it as far as getting in the portal are two different things. And the example is Casey Thompson. He's been talking about it for a good three weeks, a month. Uh, they brought it to my attention near a month ago as a possibility. Uh, Charles and I go way back, and we talked about it. He just kind of was picking my brain on on some possibilities of some things, and it it, it took a while for them to, to decide to do it. So, I, I look, just be surprised if it happens. Be Be happy if it happens. If it doesn't, Move on. Oklahoma will go find somebody else for the defensive line. I think they'll ha- add somebody before 
June rolls around and go from there. Brandon, it kind of got lost in the news cycle last week with everything that happened with the Caden Green fiasco right about the same time that uh, it hit the wire and became news. But the addition of Deion Burks, the number one wide receiver in the transfer portal, how huge is that for this program and this offense moving forward? And what does it say about Emmett Jones? I mean, Emmett Jones, is he's that guy on the recruiting trail and obviously in the transfer portal trail. Uh, look, uh, he is the reason why Oklahoma, their name has been attached to Evan Stewart ever since the rumor started with Evan getting in the portal. It was like, oh, watch for Oklahoma, watch for Oklahoma. And that continues to be the case and maybe not as loud as it possibly could be, but it's still there hovering hovering around. Uh, but Burks is just, man, he's he's got some powerful legs to break tackles. Super fast. I think that's the that's the one thing I think OU fans are going to love is his speed. He's dynamic and he's great with the ball in his hands. So at the end of the day, you look at that addition and uh, it, it's it's going to make an already stellar wide receiver core heading into the 2024 season that much deeper and that much better. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Brandon Drum with his Friday update for us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Brandon, appreciate you, my friend. Hope you have a great Christmas. All right, you too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Brandon Drum joining us. Parker Thune, uh, I I must say uh, that uh, my radio career has me probably – Pretty close to legendary status. Would you agree? That I would, no question about it. Well, here's the deal. I am recognized everywhere I go. This is the age of look at me. I've got to tweet every two seconds, you know, and look at Twitter every two seconds. And I'm just giving it up to myself because everybody knows me. Like the lady who just came up here to Riverwind and said, are you the DJ who's playing the music? (laughs) And I said... I am not. If I was the DJ playing the music, it would be a Led Zeppelin marathon right now. But thank you for asking. Just tap me on the shoulder. I told you I'm recognized everywhere. Everywhere. It's amazing. Tap me on the shoulder. I'm kidding, of course. She did tap me on the shoulder. Are you the DJ that's playing the music? I was very polite. I said, I am not. I would be playing Led Zeppelin if that was the case. And she laughed at that. But so last week, somebody tried to take my Christmas present. And this week, they asked if I was the in-house DJ. Wait, somebody tried to take your Christmas present? Well, Riverwind had dropped off a gift. Because Riverwind, you know, they sponsor my stream, too. And they're great. We've got a great relationship. So Justin brought by a box that had some gifts in it. And it was a nice decorative box, pretty big. And I set it here at the end of our broadcast table. And a dude walked up, pointed at it, and he goes, can I take this? And I was nice, but I said, "Uh, no, you can't. (laughs) That's my Christmas gift. He's like, oh, okay. Then just walked away. But he just walked up and said, can I take this? So that was last week. And this week is, are you the in-house DJ? Ladies and gentlemen, recognized everywhere for radio excellence. That's what regional radio stardom can do for you. Large William right. on the text line said, Mike, throw in some 2112, please. 
<laughs> How about the overture? There you go. I like it. That's one side of the album, the overture. Okay, we got a break right here. Come back. We've got one more segment to go. She was a very nice lady. She didn't know, but she... Maybe I should be the in-house DJ. We can go back to all 70s all the time. That would be awesome. All right, we got to take a break here at Riverwind Casino on a Friday. Stay with us. We'll hit some texts up. 405-651-3439 right here on The Ref. Back with you for one more segment here at Riverwind Casino. By the way, we were talking about portal stuff, and we got to remind you our portal update sponsor, Swiftco Roofing and Construction, 405-831-8222, or visit SwiftcoGroup.com. Brent Swift and his 25 years of roofing and remodeling experience, very, very highly rated and reviewed no doubt brent will personally come look at your roof or your home so again all of our portal news brought to you by swiftco roofing and construction i am hosting a radio show i'm also the uh, i'm the guy who plays the music here i'm the house dj we just had a little uh, jethro toll aqualung by the way uh ian anderson would have to be the greatest rock and roll flutist slash flautist i think the brits say flautist and we say flutist of all time, but he might be the only rock and roll flute player out there, too. So it's a very small group. Ron Burgundy obviously was a big fan of Ian Anderson and Jethro Tull. All right, uh, Parker, do you want to get some uh, final texts in on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line? Let's do it. What are the? Did folks? you think I was going full egomaniac on you there? By the way, no, I knew, I? I knew there. I knew it was coming full circle. I just didn't know how. All right, all right, yeah, it's. But uh, yeah, it was tap me on the shoulder. Are you the guy playing the music in here? So there you go. Like Rodney Dangerfield, I tell you, get no respect, no respect at all. <laughs> Somebody okay. on the text line actually said that Steely gets no respect, no respect at all. <laughs> Oh, Porter Moser's biggest fan asks, did we get another O-lineman from the portal today? Yes, you did. Vibetsu Nawawu, welcome to the show. North Texas transfer. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet Tax Line. We've got time to get, uh, we can get as many in as we can. We have about five and a half minutes or so. Let's do it. Uh, evergreen content from Sooner Phil. Missouri sucks. Missouri is an annoying gnat or like the fly, you know, that gets in the house somehow and it's almost winter and you're like, how did a fly get in here? And you're trying to swat it. Just go away. That's Missouri right now. Them tigers, man. They're not like, here's an interesting question. When you power rank the Tigers in college football, where on that depth chart is Missouri? Well, let's see. Uh, I was probably LSU or one two, right? Yeah. Um, Memphis, you got Memphis, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn Tigers. I would take ahead. Auburn over Mizzou. And yeah, how many national titles does Missouri have in football? Zero. Zero. How many does Auburn have? They got a couple, right? Three. Maybe maybe Auburn has three. I know they've had two. Trying to think if uh, Chuck Jordan won some. But clearly Auburn's been a better program. 
I mean, Heisman winners, think of Cam Newton, you think of Pat Sullivan back in the, uh, the Sooners played against him in the uh, Sugar Bowl, and then, of course, Bo Jackson. So, yeah. So, fourth at best, the Memphis Tigers. And, yeah, they've been really good in basketball at times. Their football programs are not bad. Anybody else? Are we missing any Tigers? Let us know. Uh, Princeton's the Tigers, but, uh, you know, that's Ivy League academics. Let us know. Cherokee Sooner says B.A. Tigers over Mizzou. Another Kansas listener says, I'll take the Cowley County Community College Tigers over Mizzou. (laughs) I like it. Another listener from the 918 simply says, well, they're correcting us. It's pronounced misery, says that listener. Well, I think everybody's going with Mid-Zoo, too, now, right? Mid-Zoo, yes. Norman Tigers over Mizzou Tigers. So, Hey, you're talking to a Norman Tiger right here, man. Class of 1981. Now, as far as the power rankings are concerned, if we overlooked any Tigers, let us know. But we have determined that Missouri is no higher than number four on the college football power rankings index when it comes to Tigers. Now, the question is, who is number one? LSU, Clemson, uh, Auburn's in the conversation. Um, man, I don't know. We've got Billy Cannon, you got Joe Burrow, and now uh, Jaden Daniels for LSU High. So Heisman winners are the same, right? Clemson has been a little bit of newer money of late uh basketball i mean auburn has had uh charles barkley and some pretty good teams back in the day i don't know it might be it might be god i hate lsu so much um maybe lsu won and auburn and clemson uh with auburn a slight lead over clemson what do you think i don't know uh yukon bob says tuttle tigers Got to throw Jason White's alma mater in the mix. Uh, let's close with a couple of wholesome texts. LaDonna from Lubbock simply says, Merry Christmas, you two. Well, Merry Christmas to you, LaDonna. Keep doing the Lord's work in the forsaken wasteland of West Texas. All you members of the uh, Ref Army need to thank LaDonna from Lubbock. She is a uh, uh, one of those what Jethro Bodine used to call double-knot spies. Out there in Lubbock, spying for the Sooner Nation, posing like she really likes Lubbock, and she is basically just doing the work of the uh, Sooner Nation out there. So Merry Christmas to you, LaDonna. Another listener from Tennessee says, Wishing everyone part of the KREF staff and the KREF Army a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays from here in Knoxville. Safe travels to anyone that will be on the roads this weekend and into the new year. Absolutely. And, you know, the Ref Army is pretty incredible. They really are. And we appreciate you guys very much. You fill up that text line every day. I mean, I've got so many sponsor reads here, I can't get through them all. Actually, I do. But, uh, and that's because of you guys. So we appreciate you guys. I hope everybody has a very Merry Christmas. Uh, and again, I want to assert the same thing. The texter said, be careful on the roads. And uh, we love you. For all you do for us, have a Merry Christmas. Don't forget, Teddy will be here at 3. Have a great Friday.